just thank God on today. Hallelujah. Turn with me now to the Word of God as recorded in the epistle of Romans. Romans chapter 4. And we'll also consider Genesis chapter 21. chapter 4, say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to look at verses 13 through 16. Ready? Let's look at that. It says, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Mm. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath. Where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, say therefore, It is of faith that it might be by grace. Can you say grace? (laughs) To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham. Can you say faith of Abraham? Amen. Who is the father of us all. Hmm, that's good, that's good. Let's look now at Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 21, and we will look at verses 1 and 2. I like the way this reads. Genesis 21, verses 1 through 2, it says, And the Lord visited. Can you say visited? Sarah, as he had said, (laughs) and the Lord did unto Sarah, as he had spoken, for Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time. Can you say set time? of which God has spoken to him. Praise be to God. And the Lord visited Sarah, as he has said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he has spoken. I'd like to use for an inspiration on this morning. Just turn to your neighbor and encourage them with these words. If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Come on, let's give him some praise in advance. God said it, I believe it, that settles it, Ah, Jesus. The Bible gives only one man the envious title of being called the friend 
of God. I wish I were called a friend of God. That title belongs to one man. And I believe that that friendship was based on trust. How many of you got some friends today? Mm, I don't see but a couple hands going up. You don't even know if you got no friends anymore. (laughs) Praise God. But that friendship was a result of trust. God trusted Abraham. I got a question for you. Can God trust you? Because I see you asking for a whole lot. But can he trust you with the blessing? (laughs) Just something to think about. This person is distinguished among people because of his friendship with God. But he is memorialized in scripture because of his faith in God. And his name is Abraham. Abraham stands at the forefront of the heroes of faith. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things that I hope for. And it is the evidence of things that I cannot see. Glory to God. It tells us, but without faith. It's impossible to please God. Why? Because he that comes to God must first believe that he is or that he exists. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. He is a rewarder. Glory to God. When you seek God, at the end of your seeking God, there is a reward. Hallelujah. I don't know about some of you, but I love going into some of these stores and I can uh, get one of those reward cards. Every time I shop at this store, I get some points. I want you to know every time you pray, every time you call on God, there's a reward at the end. Glory to God. That's why he said, "Don't, don't stop praying. Glory to God. And faith is the key. Jesus said, have faith in God. Another translation puts it like this. Have the faith of God. In other words, we need to see things the way God sees. Glory to God. That's faith. Because God created the end from the beginning. He looked out upon nothing and said, let there be. Glory to God. And when you look out and there's nothing, you've got to say in the name of Jesus, let there be. That's faith. Glory to God. We have to see things the way God sees it. I just came back uh, from home there in, in, in Birmingham. Amen. I grew up there just a little bit. I came up here when I was about four years old. And, you know, the custom was you went back to grandma's house every summer. You got on that Greyhound bus and they packed you with some sandwiches and and you went on your way. And nobody bothered you, praise God, because you can't go by yourself now. But me and my brother, we would get on the Greyhound bus. My mama would ship us on down south. Amen. She would take care of us. Amen. And, and, I, and I was reflecting because uh, in, those, in those times, you couldn't be on the computer all day long. You couldn't play computer games all day long. You got up, 
You got breakfast, you cleaned your room, cleaned your bed, and guess what? They said, get out. Get outside. Glory to God. And you had to play. You had to find something to do until it was time to come back for lunch or dinner. But you wouldn't stand around that house all day. And I remember we went to this park. There was this wonderful park, and we would play on the swings and the merry-go-round. And there was one particular part of the park where we would have this rope, and we would grab a hold of the rope. And down below, there was this, this valley. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of embellishing. It was a big, huge hole. And we had the nerve to run and jump and grab a hold of that, that rope. And we would just swing all the way around that hole and come back and land. And then we'd get a rope and say, okay, now it's your turn. It's your turn now. Well, I don't know what possessed us because when I went back there and looked, I said, you know, we must have been out of our mind to get on that rope and not fall. But that's called faith when you're a child. <laughs> Glory to God. Faith is leaping with no parachute and knowing that God is going to catch you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But we struggle with doubt. We struggle with doubt. So how can I combat doubt? The way that you combat doubt, and those of you that are taking notes, write this down. You combat doubt with obedience. Obedience is the solvent of doubt. What, what do you mean? As I was driving on my way back, amen, a few times it started raining. And there were times where bugs and dirt and all that kind of thing would get on my windshield and would make it difficult to see. Amen. But thank God they have this thing called windshield solvent. Amen. And I would just press the button and I would come this solvent. It would come on, amen, the windshield. And I would take the windshield wipe and just start cleaning it like that. And I said, oh, this is good. I can see again. Glory to God. Don't you know that obedience is your windshield solvent when doubt starts to creep in? Glory be to God. What is obedience? Obedience is doing the right thing even though you're being treated wrong. Uh, obedience said forgive when somebody has done you wrong. Obedience says love because God says love. Glory to God. That's obedience. Obedience is not based on your feelings. Some of us get tripped up because we don't feel like loving somebody. Glory to God. He didn't ask you about your feelings. He said, love your enemies. Glory to God. He said, forgive those. Glory to God. That's not based on how you feel. It's based on obedience. And if you can learn to obey God's word, you got a miracle coming your way. Oh, I wish I had a praying church in here today. Glory to God. Can I talk to you about the call of Abraham? The call of Abraham, as recorded in Genesis chapter 12, the call of Abraham. Now, 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 I have this wonderful phone. My, my brother bought it, amen, for my birthday. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice little iPhone 6, amen. It got all kind of tricks on here. And it's just, it's just you know, this is the kind of phone that just you just want people to call you. <laughs> amen. You just, you just want somebody to text you. Glory to God. I know some of you out there right now playing on your phone instead of listening to the word. You ain't fooling nobody. 
Amen. Praise God. But, but, but that's, that's the call. I want somebody to call me. These phones, amen. You got six-year-olds. They got phones now. You say, what is that you got? It's my phone. My mama going to call me. <laughs> Glory to God. But that's not the kind of call that Abraham got. Because they didn't have iPhones then. Amen. They, they, they didn't have all of that. Praise God. But Genesis chapter 12 gives us the call of Abraham. And it, it goes like this. Amen. God speaks to Abraham out of the nothingness and says to Abraham, get thee out of thy country. Now, now that's a trip right there. Because it's one thing to tell me to leave the city of Detroit and go to Southfield. Because that's just 20 minutes on down the road. Uh, it's another thing to tell me to leave Detroit and go to Chicago. Because that's just four hours away. But if you tell me to leave Detroit and go to another country, unless it's Canada, we might have a problem, God. God tells Abraham, I want you to leave your country. See, that requires faith. Then he says something interesting. He says, and from thy kindred, from thy kindred, in other words, from your kind. Some of us struggle with receiving our blessing from God because we don't know how to leave our kind alone. You know that kind you used to hang around? Glory to God, the kind that got you in trouble, almost got you locked up. That kind, and we find an excuse to go around that kind. Somebody, I was just witnessing. No, you wasn't. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, I want you to leave your kind. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us used to be, amen, in, in, in the casinos all day long, and God brought us out. And then your friend called you and said, can we just go down to Motor City? God said, I want you to leave your kind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then he says, I want you to get away from thy father's house. Look out now. Get away from thy father's house. You know what? It's, it's, it's sad to say, but sometimes with some of us, our families can be our biggest hindrance. Glory to God. So we got to leave our household. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And we got some young people that you don't understand. They're going through something because sometimes they're the only ones saved at the house. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mama ain't saved. Daddy ain't saved. Glory to God. Amen. That's why we got to pray for them. Amen. Leave your father's house. But we got some young people. We're going to pray on them. Praise God, because they're going to succeed. Uh, as I do, I have a witness here. Amen. I want you to point your, point your finger to a, uh, your hand to a young person right now and say, you're going to succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to succeed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're going to make it. Ah, uh, the devil, you ain't getting this one. No, 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 no. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're going to have to leave your father's house. Then he says, unto a land that I will show you. Wait a minute now. 
You didn't say unto a land that it's over there. You just go down the road, make a right, get down to the shell station, make a left, and there's the land. No, he says, I will show you. Mm, God, why is it that you won't give me the details up front? You know, God, God is kind of, amen, he's kind of funny style like that. Amen, he will show you your your, 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 your dream. Amen, he will show you your future. Ah, but he won't always tell you what's going to happen in between. Glory to God, as Bishop Carter said, he will show you your Kabbalah. Amen, your salvi. Glory to God, your Kabbalah, your salvi. Amen, God will give you a dream, he will give you a vision, and put out there your salvi and say, you're going to be blessed, I'm going to show you. Glory to God, but then you you shouting the victory, you got a salvi moment. You got a moment where you know God is going to do something in your life. You know God is going to give you your dream job. You know God is going to, amen, give you the house that you desire. You know God is going to give you the ministry that you've been praying about. He will give you your salvi. But oh, the problem is he don't show you what's going to happen in between. So he tells Abraham, I will take you to a land. Why, God? Because I want you to hold on to my hand. Amen. Because if I give you too much too soon, glory to God, you will uh, haul off and leave me. Amen. I don't need you, God. I know where I'm going. And that's just like some of us. Amen. Give them a little bit of information and they just gone. Glory to God. Just running off. But God said, no, no, no. This journey, you got to hold my hand. This journey, you got to trust me. I'm going to take you every step of the way. But I promise never to leave you. I promise never to shake you. Just hold on to my hand. Come on, give him some praise on this morning. Just hold on to him. Glory to God unto a land that I will show you. Abraham, now with every word and every syllable, amen. It's, it's amazing. God will show you some stuff so crazy, amen. And it just, just seemed like only God can do this, amen. But 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 Abraham said, I don't know how all of this is going to happen. But, but every time God would speak something, he would imprint it on his heart. And I want you to know this morning, when God speaks to you, amen, you remember what God told you, amen. When you ain't got to come up out of your sleep and say, I wonder what was that? What was that? No, no, no. When God visits you, he prints it on your spirits. He prints it on your heart to let you know this is me. Glory to God. Just give me a little bit of volume so I don't work too hard. Amen. Praise God. Each word became more audacious than the last. Then he says, I will make you a great nation. Don't you know God will make you? Don't you know God will make you? Through the things that you suffer and go through, that's God making you. That's why Romans said that we are to be conformed to the image of his son. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the purpose. You are to be conformed to the image of his son. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Then he says, I will bless you. Glory to God. How many know God will bless you? Yeah, hallelujah. I'm a witness that God will bless you. I love that word, bless. Amen. That word, bless, means fortunate. Amen. That word, bless, means happy. Don't you know?
know God wants you to be happy. Hallelujah. He don't want you to be sad walking around here looking and asking for a pity party. God wants you to be happy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That word bless means to empower to succeed. To empower to succeed. Don't you know God will empower you right on up to the top. He will empower you through all the hell. He will empower you through your ghetto circumstances. And folk will look around and say, how did you get up here? God empowered me to succeed. I wish I had a witness in this place today. Glory to God. I will bless you. 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 Hallelujah to God. You need to receive that today. Then he says, I will make your name great. (laughs) Before he makes you great, he makes your name great. Makes your name famous. Glory to God. Nothing wrong with that if you're doing God's work. Hallelujah. You got a whole lot of famous people aren't doing anything. You wonder what they're famous for. Just for walking around looking cute. But God wants you to be a blessing to bless somebody else. God had purpose when he was telling Abraham this. Hallelujah. I need somebody in the earth realm that's going to believe me so I can exercise my will to redeem mankind. God had a purpose when he called Abraham. And he has a purpose when he calls you. Glory to God. He calls us all to salvation. Glory to God. That's the general call. Then he got a specific call. Glory to God. And you don't have to look look far. Just look at the gifting that God has given you. Amen. You will find your calling not far behind. Glory to God. God wants to do something in you so he can do something through you. Glory to God. Everybody asking for a great work, wanting to do something great for God. Amen. With the late great Bishop R.C. Lawson said, let God do something in you first. Then he can do something through you. Glory to God. Let him do a work in you. Then he can do something through you. Glory to God. Some people stay when God has called them to go. And some people go when God has called them to stay. Hallelujah. But if God calls you, answer his call. Your blessing is in obeying his call. Amen. And by Abraham answering this call, he became the first. Can I talk to you briefly this morning about becoming the first? Becoming the first. With this call, Abraham became the first. The Bible says that he was the father of us all. He is the father of faith and the progenitor of those who believe God. He was the first. Can I talk to some of you out there this morning? Because I don't want you to be afraid to be the first. (laughs) Don't be afraid to be the first. Don't be afraid to be the first to raise your hand. Young people, when you're in class, you're looking around and see who else going to answer the question. Don't you be afraid. Answer. Amen. Ask the question. Don't matter. Amen. And if it's right or wrong, just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to have an opinion. Glory to God. Don't be afraid to love in spite of hate. Yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid to be the first in your family to get saved. 
Do I have any folks that first in their family to get saved? Glory to God. You are special because you're the first. And God want to have a witness in your house that he is a true and living God. So he snatched you out of your hell. Now he says, let your light so shine. Even in front of your uncle that can't stand you. Even in front of your auntie that just think you done went church crazy. That's all right. They'll catch up after a while. But you need to declare that God is real. God is good in my life. Yeah, you are the first. You are the first. Amen. They don't like you on your job. Amen. You act a little weird sometimes. Amen. They hate you and despitefully use you. Well, it's because you're the first. <laughs> yeah. And they never seen anybody like you. Amen. Cut them some slack. They're going to talk about you. It's because you're the first. <laughs> they never seen anybody trying to live this thing. Everybody they know talk about Jesus, but they're living another life. Here you come. Here you come. Here you come. Ah, it's because you're the first. Glory to God. Abraham was the first. And there's a price you pay for being the per- first. Amen. Praise God. Don't be afraid to be the first to love your wife as Christ loved the church. I thought I would have got a couple of amens from the sisterhood. I don't know. Maybe they're a little slow. Glory to God. Amen. Brothers, don't be, amen, afraid to be the first one. Amen. To love your wife as Christ loved the church. And sisters, don't you be afraid to love your husband the way God told you to love your husband. Amen. You listening to sister so-and-so. I'm telling you, amen, I don't take all that. Well, that ain't your man, so you ain't got to worry about it. You better do what's going to keep your man in your house. Oh, I wish I had an amen. Y'all acting funny style like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Glory to God. You better keep your house happy in the name of Jesus. They think you're crazy because you got dreams and visions, visions that God has placed in your spirit. But there's no one you can talk to sometime. And that's because you have the distinction of being the first. Your faith may require you to be the first. Because sometimes you got to be like Peter and Jesus is walking on the water. And you got to say, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus said, you bad enough? Come on. And Peter was the first and just stepped out on the water. Didn't have no surfboard. Didn't have no boat. All he had was faith. And he saw God and heard the word of God saying, come on. And Peter says, step on out. I wish I had somebody that would just step on out on your sea and your winds and your waves. Just step on out and watch God work a miracle on your behalf. Come on, help me preach this thing and give God some praise. Just step out. Glory to God. I don't see how I'm going to make it, but I'm going to step out anyhow. Glory to God, because Jesus said I can come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You got to step out. Don't be afraid to be the first. Abraham now has a proposition, and he has a promise. And he sees the moment. 
That's why it's important to have a prayer life and be in tune with the Spirit. Because opportunity can come by. And it doesn't always look like you think it should look. It doesn't always come packaged the way you think it should. But opportunity can come by, and if you're not connected, you will just miss the move of God. Amen. But I'm going to stay on my face. And I'm going to stay on my knees. And I'm going to connect to God through my faith. So he can show me what I cannot see with my natural eyes. And when the blessing come through, I'm going to say, come here, blessing. Glory to God. You got to reach out and grab yours. I don't know about you, but you need to tell, amen, that blessing, come here, blessing. Yeah, come on. Come on with me. Just reach out and say, come here, blessing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Just say, come here, blessing. Glory be to God. Amen. When the promise is from God, he doesn't always provide the details of how he's going to bring it to pass. Drives me crazy. But the promise now is our bookend to our blessing. It's the bookend. In other words, he is our author, and he is our finisher, but it's that part in between that can get me messed up sometimes. Praise God. It, It also says that he is my alpha, and he is my omega, but it's that part in between that throws me off sometimes. Amen. He is my beginning. Yeah, and he's going to soon up be my end, but it's that pride in between. I got to pray and fast sometime. Glory to God. That's why the Bible says, he that hath begun a good work in you is able to perform it in the name of Jesus. I want you to know today that God never gives a promise without provision. Yeah, if he told you he's going to do it, he will provide what you need to get there. Glory be to God. Amen. Hebrews 13 and 5 says it like this. Uh, It says, he has said. It's a quote here in Hebrews 13 and 5. It's quoting what Jesus says now. It says, he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Glory to God. That that, that word leave means to reject or abandon. Amen. Some of us have been rejected and abandoned. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ah, but, but God says that I'm going to uphold you and I'm going to sustain you. Glory to God. Amen. The thing I love about this particular scripture, because in the Greek, amen, there are three negatives before this word leave and forsake. Amen. In other words, it is to give us the effect of a triple assurance by Jesus. And so it literally means I will not, I will not, I will not forsake you, I will not leave you, glory to God, if God got to tell you three times, you know he's going to do it. Glory to God, Abraham had a promise, and yet I was baffled by Abraham. I was baffled, and I really didn't understand how the Bible describes Abraham's walk of trust and faith. Amen, because down there in Romans 4 and 17, it says, he staggered not 
He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He staggered not, really? Are we talking about the same Abraham? Is this the Abraham that did not stagger at the promises of God? Really? Because when I looked at the scriptures, I discovered that it was this Abraham that had a couple of occasions where he outright lied. Amen. He outright lied. Amen. He had to go down to another neighborhood. And it was kind of gangster down there. Amen. Kind of neighborhood there. Snatch a woman real quick. Amen. And Abraham had set up a deal with Sister Sarah because she was just fine like that. Amen. And he said, now, Sister Sarah, I need you, amen, to just tell them, amen, that you're my sister and not my wife. And maybe they'll go easy on us. Glory to God. Amen. And as soon as Sister Sarah stepped foot in town, amen, the king looked out the window and said, I got to have me some of that. Glory be to God. Took his soldiers and grabbed Sister Sarah. Sarah, amen. Abraham couldn't do nothing because he was outnumbered. Glory be to God. But don't you know when you belong to God? Don't you know when you belong to God? The devil can't do you no harm. <laughs> yeah. Amen. God troubled that king. Told that king, if you put one hand on Sister Sarah, I'll cut your throat. And I'll tap the whole city because of my child. That's why the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Glory be to God. God reproved kings. Amen. God will push some folks back because of you. Glory to God. You ain't got to worry about getting even with somebody. God know how to get even. Oh, Jesus. You just stand on the word of God. And God will do the even. God will do the vengeance. He said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Glory be to God. Abraham was so excited to see Sister Sarah. Amen. So you mean to tell me Abraham didn't stagger? Amen. No, no. What the word stagger means is that he never let go of the promises of God. It did not mean that he didn't make mistakes. Glory to God. And don't you know that there are folk out here this morning that people trip over your life and they trip over your mistakes because they don't understand that like Abraham, uh, there was a development period before he arrived at his destiny. And I want you to know today that some of you are in your development period on your way to your destiny. Yeah, amen, they're tripping because they saw you someplace you didn't have no business, but they didn't know God wasn't done with you yet. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God isn't through with me yet. Yeah, yeah. Glory to God. They saw you because you were struggling in your faith. That's because he was in, you were in development stage. Folk want to criticize you when you're going through development because you haven't arrived at your destiny. But when you get to your destiny, Peter said, I'm going to establish you. I'm going to perfect you. I'm going to make you whole. 
Hallelujah to God. That's when you can stand on the word of God. It don't matter what it look like. It don't matter what it feel like. I'm just going to stand. I'm going to stand on the word of God. Having therefore all to stand. The Bible says stand. Come on, say stand. Say stand. Say stand. Oh, Jesus. Woo, my, 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 my. You got to learn how to stand. You got to get to a faith level when you don't see stuff. Amen. When folk are tripping in your life, don't worry about that. You just stand. God wants some folk to believe him through the hell and the high waters. He wants you to believe him. Your family not saved, but he wants you to see them like they saved. He wants you to love on them like they saved in the name of Jesus. Shout yeah. Glory to God. Ah, we got a little bit more to go here. Amen. Praise God. You made a mistake, but don't make your mistake a habit. Glory to God. If your mistake becomes a habit, I want you to know that this God that we serve, he's a habit breaker. Yes, he is. You got a habit you can't break? Well, you need to go to the habit breaker and let him break some stuff off of your spirit because you didn't got contaminated being around the wrong folks, being around the wrong places. You didn't got contaminated. You want your anointing back, so you shake yourself. But there's no anointing. You need to make your way to the habit breaker. Yes, Lord, and let him break your habits. Praise be to God. Abraham didn't stagger, but he lacked patience. That's why the scripture says to let patience have her perfect work. That God works some stuff in you. And the way he does that is through sister patience. Yeah. He said, come here, sister patience. Because every time I stir up a few things, she gets all discombobulated. Talking about she don't want to be saved no more. Talking about she ain't going to church no more. Come here, sister patience. I want you to go down there. And I'm going to sign you to her life. And when she starts going through, when she starts complaining and crying, I want you to just grab her back and give her a little massage and say, it's going to be all right. The Lord sent me and it's going to be all right. My name is Patience and I come to do a work in you. Yeah, you need some patience because your blessing is right around the corner. You're almost there. And the Bible says, be not weary in doing well, but in due season, you're going to reap if you faint not. I don't know about you, but I haven't come this far to give up now. I have not come this far to let the devil take my blessing. I have not come this far to come away empty. I came to get my blessing. I came to get what God has for me. I came to get what God promised. 
it's me. Do I have somebody that got a promise from the Lord? Oh, yeah. Glory to God. In Romans 4 and 13, it refers back to the account of Abraham in Genesis 15 and 6, where it says Abraham believed God. And he counted it for righteousness. That's where we get that big word, justification. And that means to be declared righteous. That means now to be in right standing with God. Because sin has separated us from God. God couldn't stand to look at us. Because we got sin all on us. And he's a righteous God. He's a just God by his very nature. And so when he gives you a law and he tells you don't do this and you break that law, he, amen, is obligated to act, amen, upon his word because of his nature. So when Adam sinned and Eve sinned, God said the day you eat thereof, you will surely die. He had to do it. Tell somebody he had to do it. Uh, Because if he wouldn't have backed it up, uh, that would have meant that his word was nothing. We couldn't count on his word. Some of us don't want, we want all of the good stuff, but we don't know how to accept the bad stuff. That's why God said, I set before you an open door that no man can shut. And I close a door that no man can open. Don't you know, sometimes it's just, it's a blessing to have God close a door. Sometimes it's a blessing to have God say no. But you said, no, God, I want this so bad. And God said, no, 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 no. That is not according to my will. Amen. I don't know about you, but there's peace in the will of God. Yeah. Praise be to God. Amen. We are declared righteous. Amen. He imputes righteousness on us. He charges righteousness uh, to Abraham as a result of Abraham believing God. And so what does that mean, uh, brother preacher? It means that when we believe on the work Jesus did for us, uh, we are, amen, declared righteous. Glory be to God. We can stand before the presence of God. Hallelujah to God. I went to the grocery store the other day. Amen. And I didn't have any cash on me, but I needed a few things. Uh, So I said, wait a minute, cash register lady. Amen. I got something over here. It's called my charge card. Glory to God. Now that charge card has money in it that's backed up by another financial institution so that if I don't have any cash, I can use my charge card. I want you to know when Abraham believed God and when you believe God, God pulls out his credit card and hands it to you and say, I'm giving you grace on credit. Glory to God. Ah, yeah. He gave Abraham grace on credit because he knew his son was going to die. Glory be to God. So Romans 5 and 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. How many want peace this morning? Glory to God. You might have a nice home. You might have a nice car and a nice bank account. But if you don't have peace when you lay down at night, 
when you don't have peace in your house, when the devil is all in your house, and you can tell when there's a foul spirit in your house, and you got to plead the blood and say, devil, you got to get up out of here. I got to have some peace in my house because this house is a godly house. This house, Jesus is in here. This house, the spirit of God is in here. I got to have some peace. Anybody want some peace today? Yeah, praise be to God. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access. Can I stop on that word access? Glory to God. Amen. I work for the state of Michigan. Amen. And and we have ID cards. Praise God with our picture on it. And you cannot enter into the office complex unless you take that ID card and swipe it over the door. Amen. And it will buzz you in automatically. If I don't have my ID card on me, I just got to stand there and wait till the secretary come. Glory to God. But if I got my access card, I just swipe it and go in. I want you to know that what Jesus did for us is he gave us access. He gave you a card. And when you get down on your knees, you got access to the throne of grace, and you can tell the Father, Father, I need you right now. Father, I need a blessing. Father, I need you to come by here. You got access. You got access. Somebody say access. Why are you standing outside the door? Don't you know you're a child of God? You got access. That's why the Bible says, come boldly. I don't have to be afraid. Come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain help in the time of need. You got access. Grace is your key. Thank you, Jesus. So now when God could swear by no greater, <laughs> when he looked around, he said, now I've created all of these wonders. I created the sun and the moon and the stars. They've been up there for a long time. I need something to swear by. Glory to God, because we got to have something to swear by that's greater than ourselves. So God looked around his vast universe, thought to himself and said, what am I going to swear by? Because there's nobody greater than me. Glory to God. But he wanted to impress Abraham. Hallelujah to God. So because he was friends with Abraham, and Abraham loved God and obeyed him, he said, Abraham, I'm going to swear to you that I'm going to bring those things to pass that I promise. And Abraham said, Lord, what are you going to swear by? He said, Abraham, I thought about swearing by the sun, but that was going to fall one day. I thought about swearing by the moon, 
but it's going to come down in blood one day. So Abraham, what I'm going to do is I'm going to swear by myself, hey, because I am the eternal. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the first. And I am the last. Don't you know when God promises you something, you can count on it. Don't you know when God gives you a word, you can count on it. Because when God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. Don't you know when God gives you a word, that word is for you. And you ain't got to worry about somebody else approving your words. Sometimes it's a personal thing between you and God. And every now and then, he'll show you something. He'll show you your Kabbalah. He'll show you your shall be. Anybody got a shall be moment? I got a shall be time. Hallelujah to God. It may be next week and it might be next month, but I got a shall be time coming my way. That's why I can't give up now. I got a due season. Anybody got a due season this morning? Yeah. You got a due season. That season that you're due for blessing. Some of us crying right now because we don't want the fall to leave. We don't want to see no snow. But it got the season, got to change because you in Michigan. But I want you to know this morning, your season got to change because God is in control of your season. Yes, he is. He's in control of your season. And he's dialing it up and saying it's going to be partly cloudy next week. But I got a forecast for you. And I can see on down the road that it's going to be, amen, sunshine coming your way. I wish I had somebody that would believe God this morning. I wish I had somebody that would trust him. And say, I can see my blessing. I can see a few clouds, but I see the sun peeking out. That's my blessing. And it's on its way. And I refuse to let you talk me out of my blessing. Because you don't know what I've been through. You don't know how much hell I caught. You don't know how God took me through a few things. So now it's my season. You ought to touch yourself and say it's my season. Hey, do you believe it? Do you believe it? It's my season to get what God has for me. It's my season. Glory be to God. So we have Abraham. He's a hundred years old. Abraham is a hundred years old. Sister Sarah is coming in fast at the age of 90. Glory be to God. And the Bible describes their bodies as being dead. In other words, they were unable to produce a child. Glory be to God. But I came to tell you, it's never too late. 
when you have a promise, yeah, it's never too late. When God is the author and the finisher of your faith, glory be to God. I'm standing on his word because that's all I have. I'm standing on the word because that's all he gave me. I got to let go of some stuff. But every now and then I try to run back and hold on to my crutches. But God said, you're going to get this blessing. You're going to have to come on out and let go and just trust me. You got to trust God. You got to trust God. No matter how it looks, you got to trust God. So Abraham now is 100 years old. And God had the nerve before he went down to Sodom and Gomorrah. He stopped by his friend's Abraham's house. And he gives Abraham a heads up. Said, look here, Abraham. I got to go down there and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Because the cry has come all the way up to heaven. And I got to do something. Because I cannot let this go on in the earth without me judging it. Glory be to God. Abraham stands in between God and Sodom and Gomorrah and pleads on behalf of a nation. Don't you know when you got it like that with God, you can plead with God on behalf of your unsaved relative. Yeah, you need to get in between God and your crazy uncle. You need to get in between God and your drunken cousin that you say can't be saved. He saved you. He saved you. And he saved you. Glory be to God. You ain't been saved all your life. Hallelujah. And while he was there with Abraham, he said, Abraham, check this out. I'm going to bless Sarah around about this time next year. Glory to God. And she will have a child. Abraham said, yeah. He said, yeah. But Sarah was in the back listening in. They call that ear hustling. Ah, Sarah was ear hustling. What they talking about? What they say? Glory to God. Amen, amen. And when they got to the part and said Sarah's going to bear a child, Sarah bust out laughing before she knew anything. She said, oh, my God. What do they mean? Glory to God. God got offended because you talking about my authority. You talking about my ability to get the job done. Ain't nothing funny when I'm in control. Ain't nothing funny because I got this. Tell your neighbor, God got this. Hey, oh God, God got this, God got this, hallelujah, he said, is there anything too hard for God, because there's nothing impossible with God, there's nothing impossible with God, there's nothing impossible with God, there's nothing impossible impossible with God. There's nothing impossible with God. He's 
able to do what you ask. He's able to make your crooked straight. He's able to shake things up. He's able to make your rough places smooth. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able to get the job done. Yes, he is. I don't know how. I don't know when. But that ain't my business. My business is to trust God. Tell your neighbor, your business is to trust God. Yeah. Yeah, get out my business, because you got some business, and your business is to trust God. Your business is to hold on when the winds start blowing. Just hold on when the waves come up high. Just hold on, hold on, hold on, because God is on the way. He says something here in my closing. It says the Lord visited Sarah. Yeah, the Lord visited Sarah. Don't you know God is going to visit you? Yeah, hallelujah. Why is that significant? Because what it says to me is that all I need is the presence of the Lord in my midst. And if I can get Jesus all up in my business, everything is going to be all right. So God say, I got to visit you. I got to come down from where I am and visit you. Glory to God. And when I come in the midst, I'm going to touch some things. And it's going to change. I'm going to touch some stuff. And it's going to change. I'm going to touch some stuff. And it's going to change. I'm going to touch some stuff. And it's going to change. I'm going to touch some stuff. And it's going to change. I'm going to touch some stuff. When I visit you, anybody want God to come to their house? Anybody want God to come to my house? Hallelujah. 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 Can I get somebody to wave your hands? Wave your hands. Wave your hand in the air. Praise him like you just don't care. Tell him hallelujah.
Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I heard the elder this morning say, amen, when you take that pill from the doctor, glory to God, you, you just take it and, and you wait for it to work. Amen. I heard you say that, elder. Amen. You got to take the word of God and then wait for it to work. You believe in your doctor and your pharmacist. You take that pill so fast, get you with some water, and then you sit there and say, oh, yeah, I feel better already. It ain't even had a chance to take effect yet. But in your mind, you know, oh, I feel good already. Glory to God. I'm going to take God's word, and then I'm going to say, oh, yeah, I feel good already. I feel good already. Glory to God. Something just changed in the atmosphere. I don't know where, but I know there's a shift somewhere. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. You can't see that pill, amen, all inside of you. But you believe it. You say, yeah, mm, I feel it. Yeah, I can get up now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to take God's word. And I'm going to say, let me, let me, I'm going to take this. And it says, if God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. Oh, I feel good already. Yeah. <laughs> hey! I feel good already. Hey! I feel good already. Hallelujah. Because he can't lie. <laughs> he can't lie. He can't lie. Glory to God. You listening too much of, from the wrong report. Whose report are you going to believe? Listening to too much foolishness. By the time you get to church, you just wore out. You're like, whoa. Preacher better preach hard today because I ain't got nothing. Glory to God. Everything going wrong. Don't you know when you're full of the Spirit, when you're full of the faith of God, things can still be going wrong, but you feel like going on? I'm saying, what in the world is going on with you? You say, I just believe God. It can't stay this way always. Glory to God. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to start walking like I already got. I say, you all right, brother? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. God is good, bro. Yeah, I ain't got a dime in my pocket. God is good, yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't mean you're not going to go through things. Don't mean you're not going to have struggles. God is doing what? He's conforming you to the image of his son. One day you're going to look in the mirror. You're not going to see yourself as much. You're going to say, wow, you're starting to look like Jesus. <laughs> hey, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what I'm you're starting to look like Jesus. Glory to God. He's conforming you. And the thing I'm learning about God, he don't care nothing about your feelings. He said, Lord, this don't feel good. God says, so it's necessary for me to get you to where I want you to be. It's necessary. Glory to God. Because when I take you there, I don't want you to forget me. Hallelujah. Amen. I know some folks, as soon as they got blessed, I ain't see them no more. What in the world happened? Glory to God. Because you're basing your salvation on things and what you get. You got to base your salvation on your relationship with God. And say like Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. What me and God got going on ain't about things. Glory to God.
God. This ain't about things. Because <laughs> I can do without things. But I cannot do without Jesus. I, I just can't do it. Glory to God. Maybe you got something better. I'd be glad to hear it. Amen. But, but I cannot do without Jesus. If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Say it with me. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Case closed. We ain't got nothing else to talk about. Talk about yourself. I'm done. I'm just going to believe God. I'm done. What else you got to say? People want to argue about stuff. No, 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 no. If God said it, I believe it. That's just me. Now, maybe you don't want to believe God. You do your thing. But I'm going to believe God. And in my little world, that's it. Uh, you ain't got nothing better than